Hey everybody, just a quick message before we get going with the show. Uh, first off, sorry about missing last week's episode. I was out of the country. Uh, I had a great time, so I'm not really going to feel too bad about missing an episode. But uh, in the year that this podcast has been going, only three weeks have gone by without an episode. So I feel pretty good about that. Uh, but I do apologize if you guys were just waiting with bated breath to listen to the latest podcast and it was not there. But uh, before we start this episode, I wanted to take a minute and talk about an idea that I had after, of course, got done recording the episode that you are about to listen to. And this idea goes along the lines of helping other podcasts get some exposure and letting people talk about their favorite podcasts. So here is my brilliant idea. Do you remember back in the MySpace days when you had your top six? Okay, there were some crickets there. Yeah, so kids, ask your parents about MySpace and top six. But basically, what I want to do is I would like you, my dear listeners, to take a screenshot of your podcast app, whatever that might be. Uh, mainly, I was thinking of iTunes when I did this because it is really easy to just take a screenshot and have your top six podcasts that you currently listen to. Uh, take a screenshot of that, put it up on social media, and use the hashtag top six podcasts. Now, these podcasts can be in any order. It does not have to be your number one down to your number six. But one of the reasons I wanted to do this was because whenever they do these like follow Friday type things and tag your podcast people, I always run out of room on Twitter. So with this, take a picture of it. You can tag the hosts of the show. You can tag the podcast itself because every study that has ever been done about social media has said that more people will look at the tweet if there is an image as opposed to just text. So yeah, it would be great if I could get a bunch of people using that hashtag top six podcasts and tag your favorite podcast, tag your favorite host, whatever it is. I will be retweeting a bunch of these because I think it will be a cool experiment to see what else people are listening to. And it will open people's you know, uh, eyes to some new stuff they might not have listened to before. So all in the effort to get podcasts out there and yeah, give people the, the respect they deserve. So there we go. Use the hashtag top six podcasts. That is it. Uh, yeah, and enjoy this upcoming episode. Welcome back to this week's edition of About to Review. I'm your host, that guy named John, and this is going to be the third installment of the quite popular segment, I have to say, Indie Game Spotlight. So I'm joined again by my pseudo-official game correspondent, this guy named Steve. Oh, John, it is always <laughs> great to be back in the warming lights of the on-air sign. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Powered by Unicorn Tears. Ah, how about that? Yeah, but you did not know that. Uh, so for those of you listening, as the great Stan Lee always says, every comic book is somebody's first comic book. So, if this is your first episode that you are listening to of this program, uh, what we do every now and then 
Steve and I are both big gamers, but Steve, a little bit more so than I. I said a little bit more because he can never be that much better than me at anything. Uh, uh, but Steve really likes to focus on indie games. Yeah. As much as we love the big AAA titles. Uh, you know they're going to be good to exactly. some degree because the formula has been tested and they reiterate it and they spit it out. Yeah. So we like to focus on some indie games, uh, focus on that, and just have have the... For a second, do you need to have a little cry? It it sounded like you were about to cry. Uh, uh, Mark that down. (laughs) Okay. Wait, wait, wait. What are we talking about? Indie games. No, I know, but what do you. Oh, just wait for it. Shut up. (laughs) Shut it. So the reason that we like to focus on these indie games is just like Steve said. For the most part, when the AAA titles come out, they get so much press, so much publicity, commercials all over the place. That is great and everything, but there are so many games that come out that might not get that spotlight that deserve it. So on a couple episodes that we have done of this before, Steve has recommended games for me to play. And then we will do a time jump. So because Steve is gone all the time, traveling the seven seas. So while he is gone, I get a chance to play the games that he mentions, and then we come back, do this again, and then I talk about my experience with those games. So yeah, yeah, that is kind of the format of these indie game spotlight episodes. Yeah, well, I'd like to start off by updating you Mm -hmm. on a couple of the games that we've talked about on past episodes. Yeah. Real quick, I'll just run through a couple things here. So I've been playing a lot of Rocket League. We talked about Rocket League. Okay. And we both had a good time with that game. Yes. Well, it's frustrating at <laughs> I first. Was but say. Once you understand the physics and you understand some of the strategy involved, it's a lot easier and more fun and very addictive. It definitely has that one more mm-hmm. uh, one more game aspect to it. And it's great for listening to podcasts. So you can use one half of your brain to listen to the podcast. Oh, okay. yep. Not yours. I always put yours on with giant headphones. And I would hope nothing so. Nothing else to sit in a dark room. Turn off, turn off all the lights. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I flog myself with a willow branch. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but Which Rocket you can purchase <laughs> on aboutreview.com. <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> interestingly, I've been playing a lot of the snow day mode. Now, maybe it's just because it's winter. One? It's the hockey one, right? Okay. So as you may or may not know, Rocket League is basically car soccer. Mm-hmm. So cars with a giant ball and they, well, you know, but they, they may not <laughs> yeah. know unless they heard the earlier episode. But there is one version where you can do three on three with a giant puck. Mm-hmm. And the difference is obviously the puck doesn't get as much air. Right. One thing in Rocket League is they want you to rocket up and hit the soccer balls in the air, which takes a lot of time and coordination to get uh, all that perfectly. Very much so. And if you watch some amazing videos on YouTube, some people already have it down. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the pros are able to do it. Where they are literally flying off of the wall, guiding the ball in the air at the front of their car. Exactly. Like watching these videos when we did that episode a couple months ago. Yeah. I was like, come on. Yeah. I was like, is it is this real? Like, are people actually doing this? Mm-hmm. And they are. Yep. So So yeah. with the hockey version, mm-hmm. there's not a, there's not as much of that flying through the air. And with the, the greatest puck, of ease. Yeah, and the puck stays on the ground for the most part. Sometimes it flips around, which makes for interesting things, but for the most part, it's uh, all about uh, intercepting it as it slides up the wall. <laughs> so it, so it is still enclosed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it will still some of them slide up the wall and you can do all kinds of great caroms and stuff. But hmm. I've been having a lot of fun with that. That's okay. I'll let you know about that. I mean, the other, yeah, okay. 
<laughs> that game was, you should it, like, try it give it another try i i will it was just man it was frustrating start with snow day okay the hockey one all right yeah the other game i wanted to update is king's quest uh-huh king's quest <laughs> as you <laughs> as you may remember yes is an adventure game from way back that got rebooted mm-hmm. and they just nailed it so uh as i said in that first episode they are doing it in chapters and the fifth and final chapter is out now. Oh, fifth and final. Correct. Okay. Yeah. The epilogue has not been released. Apparently that'll come out early in 2017. Mm-hmm. But um, I just wanted to give an, uh, an update on what the, as when you look at it as a whole, mm-hmm. did it accomplish its goal? And I am happy to say that it did. It mm. is full of so much um, emotion and there's a couple through lines through all of nice. the uh chapters and of course you see his family grow up around him and um he was, okay so not i uh, hopefully this is not a spoiler oh wait never mind i just answered that question as i answered it as i asked it in my head uh-huh none of this will air <laughs> i was going yeah, all of this will <laughs> editing ridiculous. okay so remember in the first chapter right. he's basically a teenager he's trying to become the king right what i was thinking though is in my head i was like he was really old though in the first one uh Remember he's the, yeah, remembering that his, he is talking yeah. to his kid, his grandkids or right. whatever. So. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So now that makes first sense. one is like a standard adventure game, and he's mm-hmm. a teenager. Second one, he's a little bit older, and the whole thing is like a big logic puzzle. Okay, hmm. that's where a bunch of his friends are in jail, and he's got to figure out how to get them out. Okay, but one thing affects the other. That was kind of my least favorite of the chapters. Okay. Uh, the third chapter is actually a dating sim to a certain degree. Ugh. Well, I know you that might be your first reaction, but it's still King's Quest. So you have to do certain actions and find certain things to make either one lady happy or the other lady happy. And then that, okay. that woman eventually becomes the queen, your wife. So it's part of telling the story of it. Okay. They do it in a real artful way. Okay. It's really good. And then the fourth one is uh, more sort of discrete spatial puzzles, like um, moving, sl- kind of like sliding puzzles. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's that's very heavy in that one. And then the fifth, it's back to an adventure game. But now he's an old man in the game, and he's having memory mm. problems. So you get to a part of the game, and it's just white because he can't remember that part of it. Interesting. And they do a couple uh, clever things with the fact that he can't remember that aspect. So, oh, was it a bucket of water or a basket of flowers? And mm. then if still you pick voiced up by one, Christopher Lloyd, still, yeah, the whole thing, awesome. yeah. And Wall Sean is in there to the end. Mm-hmm. They have again great odes to the earlier games, the okay. Sierra games. Uh, Mananan, the wizard from one of my favorites, which is King's Quest Three. I know That's we're like going what? really deep down the rabbit hole <laughs> right. now, but um, I just wanted to let everybody know it's available now on disc if you're still buying discs <laughs> you know if you don't want to buy it over steam do you just put his hands together <laughs> to form a disc as if i did not They're know circular. what he was talking yeah. about but you can get it for uh xbox one mm-hmm. playstation 4 uh just if, download if you don't want to download from... episodic okay i was gonna say you could download the whole thing from like the xbox yeah. live arcade yeah i'm just okay. saying they came out with the compilation of all five stop chapters. putting your hands together i know what a disc <laughs> looks like Sheesh. there's a little hole in the middle yeah uh-huh okay mm. So please go and check it out because they did a great, great job. Awesome. And in the fourth episode, Mm -hmm. there's a puzzle room. Ah, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Steve loves his puzzle room. Not only that, I'll be writing for a blog called roomescapeartist.com. So I'm going to visit puzzle rooms, Mm -hmm. review them, and it'll go up on the Room Escape Artist blog. 
That is fantastic. Yeah. Does that mean I can get in free if we do some local ones? We'll see. We'll see. Jeff. <laughs> right. We'll see. See if we can make some make some calls. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe think about getting rid of that pseudo aspect to my title, oh, and then uh, things we'll just got the... awkward. There you go. Okay. Crickets, cool. Crickets. 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 <laughs> okay. So th- those are some quick updates on games that that we talked about before uh, on various episodes, and so yeah, that that, that was nice to kind of hear back from those. I know that one of the games we talked about. Uh, on the last indie game episode was Rogue Legacy. So for those of you who are wondering, did John ever finish that game? No. Is John still frustrated by that game? Yes. (laughs) Will John go back and finish that game? Possibly not. (laughs) (laughs) It just, that game was frustrating. It was brutal. I did end up beating two of the bosses uh-huh. out of the five or whatever the eye and i beat the, the eye skull. and the skull yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but man hey you know what i can't get them all right yeah it was a valiant effort yeah but you have a couple new games yes that you think i will enjoy that also deserve a spotlight in realm perfect the first game mm-hmm. is a game that won two awards in jeff Keeley's the game awards which just happened recently okay it won best art direction and best indie game. Wow. And I, I happened to play it just before the Game Awards, and I was also blown away at how, uh, what a great job they've done with it. Hmm. It is called Inside. 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 It's a 2D puzzle platformer from Play Dead Games. Okay. And this is a uh, developer that made Limbo previously. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Limbo? I remember watching you play it. Uh huh. And I think I played a little bit of it. So this one has a lot of Limbo's DNA in that it is okay. all, you know, it's a 2D. Is uh, it side-scrolling? Like, it's side-scrolling, okay. yeah, yeah. But um, I say black and white, but it's not really black and white in the way that Limbo was. Limbo was almost silhouettes. Stark, yeah. Yeah, it was almost silhouettes. And this is every shade of gray in between, and the backgrounds are 3D and beautiful and it's not entirely black white and gray you have some red in there the the main character is a kid and his his uh shirt is red Hmm. um so it's not entirely colorless it is brutal (laughs) not in the difficulty not in difficulty okay yeah yeah every puzzle in this game uh it makes sense it's fair and i got through every one in maybe 10 or 15 minutes there's maybe one that i had to look up how to do see but listeners yes before we go on, Steve likes to say those things, knowing that when I play this game, in the back of my head, it will be like, Steve said he beat this in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. I should really recommend Braid. Yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. That was actually recommended by somebody who emailed in to the show, uh-huh. which if any of you guys have suggestions for indie games or games that you really like that we should focus on. Forget it. Uh, <laughs> you can email your suggestions to about to review at Gmail. Dot com and uh, yeah I got an email from a fan uh, suggesting braid also mm-hmm. so well we might get to that one yeah yeah but anyway back to inside mm-hmm. inside is brutal because you're a child mm-hmm. who is, starts off in the woods there's no explanation of anything there's no backstory you're in the woods and you're running and you Notice that in the woods there are some agents. So it's a little bit of a stranger things start mm, to it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's pretty clear pretty quickly they have bad intentions for you. They will send their dogs after you. If oh, the great. dogs catch you, 
they tear you apart. You are a child getting torn apart. Um, there's also parts where you have to go underwater and mm. um, you do have a limited amount of oxygen. Okay. As you start to lose your oxygen, you get the, yep. you know, you've probably felt that in real life. You mm-hmm. kind of have that uh, spasm in your lungs. Yep. So you hear that sound and you feel it in your controller. And then if you don't make it up, you drown and you watch this kid drown. But I don't mean this as a negative. I just mean mm-hmm. it's starkly and uh, unflinchingly portrayed. Interesting. Um, there's not a lot of blood. So when the dogs okay. tear you apart, it's not like a blood and gore fest. <laughs> right. It's like Does they're clearly biting Hill? you harshly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Um, yeah. If you've ever been tased by a robot or drowned by Samara, yeah. Oh. This might be a okay. – Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll see what I mean when you play it. Mm. But I think you'll really like it. And uh, the game is about – Four or five hours. Okay. So nice. very I like it. digestible length. And I highly encourage you to get to the last half hour of the game where everything changes, let's just say. Now, is it some? Is it a game? Because some of the indie games like to do this. Like Rogue Legacy. Even though I did not love that game, it at least had replayability. So this, being a five-hour game, mm-hmm. have you gone back and done it again? Is it something that you want to go back and do it again? Does it have that sense of like okay i finished it i'm satisfied but maybe i can go back and do something different the answer is mostly no and i'm okay okay with that because there's a lot of other things to go out and play i mean i don't need every game to have infinite replayability but i should mention that there are uh very um minorly hidden secrets is that the right way to say it sure very casually easter eggs uh, kind of easter eggs yeah so it's not really that – it's not that big deal. So there's different nodes that you're supposed to find okay. out there. And it's not required for you to beat the game to find all the nodes. Okay. But if you do, you get a different ending. You go through a different uh, path. And so, Like yes, Street Fighter 2. Do, uh, do you remember that? So? When, you, when you would beat Street Fighter 2 on different difficulty levels, yeah, that's right. the ending would change. Uh, yes, but not like that at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Great. If you, so I would encourage uh, – you just to go straight through the game okay and here's the nice thing if you go straight through the game and you beat it and you realize oh i didn't get all the nodes and i didn't get the Mm -hmm. special ending and you'll know if you got all the nodes or not Mm. um you can uh for lack of a better word rewind rewind your way through the game you load different sections of the game so you keep all of your status Mm -hmm. you know you keep all of your progress but you can pick certain parts of the game to jump around to and try to find these different things and there are hints to where they are Uh, if you go to the xbox achievements there's a title for each node so it might say under the river and so you know okay so there's a river in this part of the game i'm gonna go back there and i'm gonna try and lift up Hmm. you know a crate in the ground or whatever so okay uh yeah really cleverly done and um does the so ending, it's got a does, little bit of replayability okay does the not, ending feel satisfying like with with that five hour yeah. you, you always kind of wonder that and i know that when i have talked to other people about games are like okay and sometimes with a short game you just feel like it ends mm-hmm. because i mean it, it is an indie game sometimes they just want to make a short thing did this ending make sense and did you feel satisfied at the end of the five hours it's difficult to say anything without spoiling okay. the craziness of the ending. Hmm. Okay. I, I I hate to be KG guy or it depends guy, but uh, in this case, you're going to want to see it for yourself. Okay. And then you can tell me when we come back um, okay. whether whether you thought the ending was, was 
uh, appropriate. That makes sense. I like this. And what platforms? All of them. All of them. You can okay. get it on Steam. You can get it on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and good old games, apparently. Yeah. On what? Uh, GOG.com, good old games. They sell old LucasArts games and huh. you know, games from the 80s and 90s. You can buy them and play them on your PC and sometimes the Mac, but usually not. Yeah, no. <laughs> if you want your Mac to give up on life, you could try and play a game on it. <laughs> Yep. So okay. uh, that's all I've got for now on that one. Uh, I think so, you're going to like it. So game number one is Inside by Play Dead Studios or Play Dead. Is it Studios? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think they're just called Play Dead. Yeah, Play Dead. Yeah. Okay. Just Play Dead. All right. Uh, which is a country, uh, which is a <laughs> uh, company out of Copenhagen, Denmark. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But you wouldn't there, know it. You is there dialogue in this? Because I was thinking no, with Limbo. No dialogue. Okay. Because I know that with Limbo... Yeah, there there's no dialogue. It purely focused on the visuals to tell the story. Yeah, but there's no sounds. There's, I mean, there there. Okay, there is a little bit of like ambient. Um, yeah, if he jumps, he makes sort of a oh. jumping sound. Yeah, yeah, okay, but it's not annoying. Okay, yeah, hmm. beautiful game. All right, I'm writing that down. Enjoy it. Now, John, have you ever played a Telltale game? Do you know what do you know about Telltale? Nothing other than Batman. There's a Telltale Batman game that is out hmm. that what? I have been hearing things about. No. Um, is that the game you're about to recommend? <laughs> Telltale has had a long history of doing episodic adventure games. Okay. That focus more on your dialogue and your choices in the story. All right. So this company started out doing Sam and Max. Okay. Which previously was uh, belonged to LucasArts. Was that the one where you were like a teenage boy? No. Okay. <laughs> a dog and a rabbit. Oh. <laughs> cops. Wow. In a cartoon world. Okay. Started out as a comic. Hmm. Anyway. So uh, they did that. They did some CSI games. Okay. They did uh, Strong Bad games. Strong Bad mm-hmm. game for attractive people. Okay. Cool, cool game for attractive people, which is also episodic. But they really hit a home run with The Walking Dead. Hmm. Have you played that one at nope. all? So no. So Telltale, okay. all I know about Telltale is realistically what I have seen in the past couple months, which is the Batman game. Uh-huh. As far as the game company, as Wait, far as the game. how games, much have you seen of the Batman game? Just whatever's on the commercials. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, but it sounds like, is it like that game, was it L.A. Noir? We have like a lot of choices where like every interaction you can do different things and it will progress the storyline in different ways. Was that LA Noir? I feel like it was. LA Noir, I didn't play it much, but I know it focused more on reading people's facial expressions. That was the big gimmick there is you were a cop and you were able to tell whether someone was lying or not. Gotcha. Are you thinking of Hard Rain? Yes, that was it. Where you would be in a conversation and there would be like multiple dialogue bubbles that would kind of come up around them and you could choose what you want to say to them. It's less complex than that. Okay. But it's in the same vein. All right. And also, uh, there are a number of games by Mass Effect. Who did Mass Effect? Bungie? Uh, no, I'm I'm blanking on the name. I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, look it up for me. Yep, got it. <laughs> uh, Mass Effect and uh, Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. had a lot of dialogue EA. treat. No, but the other one oh. developed by... EA published it, but who... Oh, gotcha. Bioware. Bioware, thank you. Yep. Uh, yeah, totally spaced that one. So 
uh, Bioware made a bunch of games where the dialogue choices that you make will take you through different paths. Okay. So it's, it's sort of in that same ilk. There are also uh, action sections to these Telltale games. I like it. Where um, you, you know, swipe up, swipe down. Um, oh, I say swipe because you could play it on your iPad or right. your iPhone, uh, which is how I played The Walking Dead. But hmm. uh, you'll be playing the game I'm about to recommend on Xbox One, so it's just joystick up okay. in reaction. So, Batman, the Telltale hey, series. <laughs> you called it. So the art style is cel-shaded. Mm-hmm. By the way, they also did Borderlands in an adventure mode. And the Borderlands is the highest recommended of the Telltale games. Hmm. So you have a choice, actually. I've got them all on this Xbox here. Uh, you can play Batman, episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't bought the whole thing. Of how many episodes? Five. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, each episode takes three or four hours. But what I'd like you to do is do it twice. So ah. the second time, you make completely different choices. Okay. So, for example... Minor spoiler, but uh, you have... You can save his parents. No. Oh, boo. <laughs> Joe Chill, what a jerk. Uh, okay, funny story. Oh, quick quick sidebar. <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> With Joe Chill. So, back in the comics... We should have some sidebar music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would take editing. That would be weird. So, Joe Chill in the comics, at one point, it was known. Bruce Wayne knew that Joe Chill killed his parents. What happened was... Joe Chill at one point realized that he created essentially the Batman, that he killed Bruce Wayne's parents and blah, blah, blah. He goes into the kind of crime uh, boss area kind of bragging like, hey, I realize I know who Bruce Wayne is. I kind of maybe did something to create him, blah, blah, and gets murdered by by the bad guys. We're like, wait, this is your fault that we have this guy? (laughs) So, yeah. Not the smartest card in the deck. Not so much. And... He never said, have you ever danced with the devil on the pale moonlight? That was Jack Nicholson. Totally made up. As Jack Napier. As Jack Napier. Okay. Never happened. Yeah. Okay. Artistic license. Yeah. Anyway, it's so, Batman the Telltale series. <laughs> so, you're Bruce Wayne. You're having a party at your house mm-hmm. for Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent yeah. is running for mayor. Okay. And in walks uh, a major crime boss. Black Mask? I don't remember his name. He's okay. not... As far as I know, and I'm not a comic book guy like you, but uh, as far as I know, he's not like a established character in the crime world. Okay. I don't remember him from the Batman animated series. Gotcha. It's Falcone or something like that. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, Falcone. He was in the, he was in the Christopher Nolan ones. Okay. So, <laughs> he comes to your party. Mm-hmm. Do you shake his hand or do you don't shake his hand? Oh, uh, okay. And when you make that choice, and by the way, you have a short time to do it. As soon as the option comes up, you have five seconds to do it. So it was almost like the God of War, like the context-based things where the serpent would come up and you had to press square or it would snap you up. Something like that where you get an option and the time starts ticking down. I suppose you could look at it that way. Yeah, it's a it's a quick time event. I mm-hmm. hate that term because yeah. it doesn't really describe it in the right way. Real time event, I guess, is the other okay. way to say it. Uh, but for dialogue. So it's just like in mm. the real world. You ask me a question. Up in my brain pops four options, and I hit one within five seconds <laughs> mm-hmm. most of the time. In these games, they also have you, they give you the option to not say anything. It's the really? ellipsis option. I once played uh, the final or the um, Walking Dead game, 
and I said as little as possible. I always chose the silence option. So you're in charge of this little girl who's lost her parents and she's looking to you for comfort and you say nothing. It's, it's hard to do, but uh, it yields mm. some interesting results. So I encourage you to dive into these wholeheartedly. And I, I know it's not the type of game you'd normally be attracted to, but because it's Batman, hopefully mm-hmm. it is a bridge. They okay. also did Game of Thrones. All right. And like I said, Borderlands, which you liked, but you know maybe not as much into. Uh, but I would encourage you to check that one out just because it's very highly rated. Mm. I haven't done either of those. I've done most of The Walking Dead. Uh, I can't speak for Game of Thrones, but Walking Dead doesn't tell you the story of the miniseries. Okay. Or the series. The series, yeah. yeah. On, uh, on TV. Uh, there are a couple characters that pop in here and there that are the same roughly as the ones, but it's it's mainly focusing on a discrete story, which I think was a smart move. Hmm. Okay. So enjoy it. Batman, the Telltale Series. Batman, the series. Telltale Series. And the gang's all here. You got the Penguin and you got okay. the Catwoman. I haven't seen the Joker yet, but I'm still no, on episode It will one. be there. Yeah, he will, he will be there. there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hmm. know yet whether it's a mistake that they did it that way. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. You know, like with Batman and Robin or Batman Forever, they start adding in too many characters. And yeah. Nobody can get developed. But with and... five games in this Telltale series, he is in there. Yeah. Guaranteed. I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I okay. enjoy it. Oh, there's a little bit of detective work as well. All right. Do I get detective vision, like in all of the Arkham games? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. You sort of enter into his imagination. Once he figures it out you see him what he sees in his mind eye kind of piece it together piecing it together which if i remember correctly some of your criticism of various batman movies has been he's not doing a lot he's not a detective yeah yeah. no putting together a bullet fragment and then getting a thumbprint on it shut up what's that from that was from dark knight returns Mm -hmm. it was just uh yeah or dark knight rise i forget but it was just like it was just dumb but yeah so, so in the comics, he is the world's greatest detective. In the movies, he is not. Well, I think Telltale has heard your cries. They and better. They put it into put it into this game. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of fictional crime bosses, yes. So, did I ever tell you the story of the Magia? Sidebar music, please. <laughs> the Magia was in Marvel Comics, basically the the Comics Code Authority. Uh, <laughs> they were they were not allowed to say the Mafia, so instead they did the magia or magia m-a-g-g-i-a and that was like the overarching crime syndicate in marvel comics because they could not use the word mafia anyway you may uh, also enjoy enjoy (laughs) the wolf among us it's a werewolf game Uh uh-huh oh wait is that the one that we saw at pax it's no that's different no it's roughly based on bill willingham's fables comic book series i'm not familiar are you familiar no No. so the wolf among us that's another that's another uh cel-shaded adventure game from telltale i do love a good cel-shaded game and i think i i unfortunately it kind of hit its stride really quickly in like the early 2000s Mm -hmm. and then kind of died out Mm -hmm. like uh what was it crash or not crash bandicoot uh sly cooper Mm -hmm. sly cooper and the thievius raccoonus yeah Uh, like that was cel-shaded it was gorgeous and we just never really we don't see that as much anymore yeah yeah. and i liked it well yeah so there we go we got two solid games that we can play um i have a question for you Uh uh-huh does this rag smell like chloroform what rag (sighs) 
Is that actually how we're going to end this? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so yeah, I've got stay- another one. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like candy. Uh, stay tuned for part two uh, after I have played these games that Steve recommended. Bye for now. I do not want to go to school, Mommy. They laugh at me. Sniff this. <laughs> Smell this. Huh? There you ah. go. Woo. These are smelling salts. All right. <clears throat> so- <laughs> How are you oh, feeling? I'm uh, feeling pretty good. I feel like I just woke up out of a haze. Well, you were out for a while. I know, but in the haze, like I felt like in this dream sequence that I played some stuff. Oh, yeah? You want to talk about Oof. it? I, from what I remember, yeah. Okay. Right, let me clear the cobwebs out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oof. So from okay. uh, from last time, yeah, uh, you recommended uh, a game called Inside. I did. And Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so that game, it was... <sighs> So we talked about it in the first part. Did those, you did you die at all in this one? Uh, you mean like every five minutes? <laughs> yes. Not as disappointing, or not as disappointing, not as frustrating as Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Because this one... Maybe games aren't your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, but this The game one, mechanic was, was really clever in this. Yeah. The level design... Like, this game was gorgeous. Yeah. Like, I, I will absolutely give the, the artists uh, credit for that. It was really... Interesting visual style. It was like a soft palette. Um, you saw what I mean with the grays and yeah. the red, a little bit of red in there. Yeah, so it was really clever. Uh, right when you first start, just like you mentioned before, you start in the middle of the woods, not really knowing what to do. Yeah. I did like that it... Normally, I'm not a big fan of kind of linear storytelling, where it's just like 2D side-scrolling is fine. It is what we grew up with. This one is 2D. You could only really go a couple different directions. There were a lot of secrets where you kind of had to pay attention to your surroundings and find a hatch or something like that. But it was still creative in their approach. And the emotion is there right from the start. I mean, like I said, it's kind of stranger things Mm -hmm. as you're running through the woods. And even though it is 2D in the sense that you can't really leave your plane, you see a a car pull up, you see headlights in the distance Mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, the feds are here. And you, and you hear the dogs jump out of the car and you're running. And and the first couple of times, go ahead. Those dogs feasted on me a few times. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant with the deaths. It's just like, you're watching this child get, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, um, but things develop, right? I mean, so, so how, what was your journey like through this? So my journey through this game it, it was enjoyable. Like it was, I think, again, because of how gorgeous it was, it really kind of immersed you into this world as opposed to a really glitzy, you know, shining thing. This just, it was so subdued that it almost made you pay attention. It made you focus on what was going on. And I did get to use uh, my gaming instincts quite a few times because there are a lot of optional puzzles in this that you can find there are these big uh kind of like look like depth charge bombs yeah those are the nodes i was talking about right yeah yeah so with those i found i think i found eight out of the 15 or so right uh and then when i went on the the read through i was like all right where did i miss them some of them they were deep like you had to really backtrack you had to really like work at that so i used my gaming instinct and there were somewhere i would be like running through a cornfield and in the in the game, you see your guy kind of going through the cornfield, but not very clear. Then he enter, enters a clearing, so I immediately start pressing the action. Turns out there's a hatch right below me. Uh-huh, yeah. So that was really cool. The storyline. 
did not make sense whatsoever. <laughs> so I liked the the kind of zombie type creatures that you encounter that you can control. Yeah. I liked the puzzle elements and it was a really unique approach to the puzzle elements. Um but the actual like storyline I still do not really know what the hell was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a story that's implied. Uh, yeah. Uh, you see these zombie creatures, mm-hmm. and there's clearly something going on in this town with this company and the mm-hmm. zombie creatures. They're doing something with these people. and Or uh, are they people? Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's kind of cool. I mean, yeah. for it not to lay it all out for you. I, and I think it was fair, I mean, in the sense that it... it it made sense. I think if you went through it another time, you probably would make connections that you didn't make the first time through because you kind of see what the company's plan is as mm-hmm. you get farther through and you might, you might make some more connections. So let me ask you, did you finish the game? I did. Okay. So I finished the game. I will not get into that quite yet. Um, because what this game reminded me of that I did like quite a bit. Do you remember, uh, odd world, odd world, like roughly. Abe's, Abe's Exodus and Abe's, Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. Those games I really, really enjoyed. Like, wait, this isn't like PlayStation 1. Same type of thing. 2D side scrolling, but there was depth. There was foreground, uh-huh. there was background, and you had to interact with the other, I forget what they're, what the little dudes are called. The aliens of some sort. Yeah, kind, the aliens yeah. of some sort. And so that was really cool because that was the same thing in this game. You could control these zombies, for lack of a better term. Uh huh. And you needed them to weigh down a pressure plate or you needed them to turn a switch or get them to an area so you could turn a switch. So I really enjoyed the puzzle aspects. So you found the puzzles to be engaging and challenging yet fair? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Uh, There were only a couple that got really frustrating, but that is okay. If you have listened to the other uh, indie game (laughs) episodes uh, of ours, it is. It is okay to have a challenging game as long as it is fun. Yeah. And this one, there were a few puzzles. Uh, one of the water ones where I, I'm not even sure the the child. It was not really boy, girl, whatever. Oh, uh-huh. Samara. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she Terrifying. She chomped on me a lot because both when you're in the little sub yeah. and she starts breaking through and it fills with water. Like, like there were moments in this that definitely got your pulse pounding. Yeah. In this weird little game, so that was that was fun. That was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It was one of her parts that I had to look up how to do it. Mm. I, w- I couldn't get to the hatch in time, and I needed to sort of lure her over. Yep, with the I chain, you had know. to dip your feet toe in the water. Yeah, I didn't. Yep. I couldn't quite get that. So that's the one I had to look up. But uh, oh man, uh, one of my favorite parts was the. A bomb testing, for lack of a better word, uh, there was a bomb tests going oh, on yeah, in yeah, distance, yeah. and there's mm-hmm. a wave of force that comes that by. That was really terrifying too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not terrifying in the sense that it's Resident Evil Seven, you know, what I mean? right? <laughs> but uh, you really felt like you were this kid going through it, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, uh, it's so blown atmospheric into the <laughs> and really well done. The audio was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mechanics were all there. Uh, so, but but anyway, go on with uh, the rest of your thoughts on it. I mean, yeah. So those wind, not the wind puzzles, but those bomb ones, those ones got to the point where I was, I was starting to get a little, a little upset. Um, I did have to look one of those up. Okay. It was one where there was like this windmill that I just could not figure out the timing. Okay. I had to jump on a ladder, but it had to block a certain thing, but I needed it on the other side. Uh-huh. 
So I had to figure out that one, and I had to look it up. And here's the thing. There's no harm in that. There, there really is not. Like, we're not playing competitive gaming, and what it. I did not get an unfair advantage. I was like, all right, I have tried this a dozen times. Yeah. Let me just look up this thing. <laughs> yeah. So that was fine. Yeah. Um, As a story progress i say story progressed even though again i i still do not really understand the story uh the last i would say 15 minutes of this game this might be a little bit of a spoiler when it starts to get nuts basically when it starts to get nuts and it starts to become basically akira and i don't know that what is that akira the anime tetsuo don't know oh my gosh failure I'll let just I'll let show you that, but you know, you become this other creature. Okay, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And that is about the last fifteen minutes, depending. There are a couple puzzles in there, so it might take a little bit longer. That fifteen minutes made me not want to ever play this game again. Oh wow! So you found it disturbing? Not disturbing. It was just dumb. What? Like it? It just bothered me because there was no rhyme or reason to it. Oh, uh-huh. I was like, wait, what is happening? Like what? Well, yeah, clearly was, there's some crazy tests going on, and you get wrapped up in this test. Physically. Uh, yeah, yeah liter- literally and phys- uh, physically. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but those parts of it, I just, it was just, it was hard for me to empathize at all. Uh-huh. It was, the design was really cool. I will keep going back to that. The artistic choices that the designers made for that creature that you become. Yeah. And the way that it moves, the way that you have to control it, and the visuals that you get from it are really unique yeah. and really different. I hated it. Huh. Like, it was just, it did not make any sense. Uh, thus, leading, so that was the last 15 minutes. Yeah. You kind of go through, you figure out some puzzles. Uh, the actual ending to this. Uh, I will not spoil it, but when I succeeded, I will say... This was the most upsetting ending <laughs> to a video game that I have had since the, the Hunt for Red October on Super Nintendo, <laughs> oh. which, not even joking, took me years uh-huh. to beat the final level of. Yeah. You finally beat it, I, and I, you get, like, the 8-bit thing of, like, you won. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> so this ending, just, it made me upset. You actually asked me about this in the first half. Mm-hmm. And I said... It's, uh, you should just try it and tell me what you think. <laughs> like, it just, it bothered me yeah. so much. And so much so that when it panned out, because there's a slow pan out at the end, I was like, okay, is this going to, what, what, credits? Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, so maybe I missed something. So I actually looked it up, being like, look, let me look up the ending. Find out that was the correct ending. Yeah. Then I find out there's an alternative ending. If you get all the nodes, if you, get all you the can nodes. go in a different pathway. And I mm-hmm. haven't done that myself or seen uh, that. Do not. Uh, same thing? I watched it. Oh, okay. Even more frustrating than the original one. Oh, really? Do you become the creature? No. Oh, what? Ha- well, you just, oh, so uh, I guess I can spoil it. Whatever. Yeah, sure, the, game, sure. the game came out a while ago. So when you get all the nodes, yeah. you do exactly, you get all of the puzzles. You go back to the area with the little hatch in it, turn a switch. Yeah. You start walking down a hallway that goes completely black. You just keep moving. You hear yourself walking, but there is no indication of what you are actually doing. You finally get to an area where behind you, there are there's a guy with kind of one of the the brain things on it that you used with the zombies. The mind control. The device, mind control yes. devices at a bunch of computers, 
you walk over to a switch, you pull the switch, he dies, you fall over, credits. He dies. Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically, so basically the guy that's controlling everything was controlling you during the, the game. Oh, okay. He what? Like it just Well, it's ugh. not it's not an American it's not an American game. Really? It's what is, from Denmark. Hmm. Of the, or of the Denmark the movies that I have seen, because I I've seen a few during like international film festivals. They like dark comedies. They like yeah. Th- their humor is very dry, similar to like the British, but diff- different. Yeah. So I guess that makes more sense. I guess. Yeah. But man, like this ending. Oof. Yeah. Um. I'm, I just googled uh, inside the game, mm-hmm. and um, I got inside the game endings meaning. Mm-hmm. So one of the Google results, it, here's the ending explained. Yep, I watched that. Oh, did it explain anything? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess um, <laughs> and I have the same thing. I'm not saying that you're uh, unusual for this, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's that American thing. If we gotta, We've got to have a clear ending. We've got to have a clear meaning. And I know that you've watched Japanese anime. Of course. Where the ending is just like... Ah, what that's the uh, end yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, mm-hmm. whatever you know uh maybe it's not a happy ending maybe it's not Which a satisfying fine. ending yeah but this one it was just it was a frustrating ending yeah and i felt for no reason okay so uh as we have done on the other episodes each of the games that steve recommends i get the chance to play and then i use my patent pending uh rating system of which there are no numbers there are no stars or grades because that is ridiculous uh, there are three choices, good, bad, and ugly. A good game, in this sense, is something that you will go back to, something that you enjoyed, something that you would recommend to a friend. A uh, perfect example would be one of the Arkham games. I could go back to that game any day. God of War. God, oh, I love God of War series. So things like that. A bad game is something that you kind of worked your way through, but it was not something that you could immediately see yourself going back into. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example of that. Actually, I have one, but I will get into that. Uh, and then an ugly game is a game that you just, you hated playing. Uh-huh. That it was just, it was either incredibly difficult and not fun or was just unsatisfying. Like Gyromite featuring Rob. What? <laughs> Rob the Robot for Nintendo? Oh, the that game one. Oh, yeah, Gyromite. the little plates like, on it. Had to spin the thing and Dumb. It's, yeah, <laughs> or like That's ugly. Battletoads. What? You'd call that ugly? I would because it was almost impossible. It was a game that was so frustrating that you were like, yeah. "Why do I keep putting myself through this?" Level two was uh, very difficult. Yeah. So with this game, with Inside, <laughs> yeah, this game for the first and like you said in the first part, this game total, even with getting, I think around seventy percent of the nodes, I think I capped out at like four hours, uh-huh. like four fifteen. So not that long. And again, the nodes are optional. Exactly. If Oh, yeah. If you did not get those, three hours. Yeah. You know, but I wanted to. I wanted to kind of explore the world. And did you try the thing where you can essentially rewind time and go back to the different sections? Say what now? You know, like if you <laughs> if you get to the end of the game uh-huh. and you, you're like, you get to the part with the map that shows you all the nodes. There's a yes. map on the wall and there's lights that lit up for the nodes okay. that you found. Yep. So you can go back to certain sections and go, oh, I must have missed a node See, at this section. I wondered section. what that was about. So you can jump through. Yeah, yeah. You can jump uh, back to certain points in the game and then jump forward again. It's It was pretty innovative because it doesn't reset your progress. You're kind of jumping through See, space. See, I never, yeah. I never yeah. saw that and it made me 
wonder because when I saw the the alternative ending YouTube video, yeah, he got back to the beginning, and uh-huh. I was like, wait, how? Oh yeah. So I guess I totally missed that mechanic. Yeah. But regardless, okay. So the first of the four hours and fifteen minutes, approximately that that took me to play, the first three hours and forty five minutes, I was loving the game. It was really cool. It was really unique. It was beautiful. I was engaged. It was challenging. And it, it was a good until the last 15 minutes. It, it almost dropped it to an ugly because I do not know if I would ever go back to play this. But I finally settled on a bad because it was beautiful. Like it, it was really well done. Even the parts that I really did not like, it looked really cool. It still had fun mechanics, but that ending, like just like a good movie uh-huh. can be ruined in the last, you know, act. Huh. This one, it just, it is a bad, and I, and I hate doing that because it was a beautiful game, but yeah, that, that ending just killed me. I agree that the ending wasn't fully satisfying and perhaps mm-hmm. that transformation wasn't uh, earned or explained At or, um, yeah. <laughs> But the physics of the game, the graphics, yep. the sound, absolutely, the lighting effects. Yeah, I'm watching a playthrough just to remind myself here, and you know the the wa- the light through the water coming from the little submarine is exactly what it would absolutely. look like. No, it was a gorgeous game, and the puzzles were satisfying. Mm-hmm. They made sense. Uh, I can't give it anything but a good because hmm. it's uh, beautiful. And Have you gone extremely back? Extremely well done. I haven't gone back and played it, but I've also been out of town for a while. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and you've been uh, knocked out on the floor with that chloroform. Yeah, fair enough. That's pretty rough. But um, yeah, yeah, incredible. I, I can't wait to see what they do next. I will be interested. I mean, because again, anything that comes out of the studio, I would give it a shot because they earned my my trust mm-hmm. through their artistry and through their design. So I, I will give them that. You just want a little more story. I can get yeah. that. I can get. I can. I can yeah. see where you come from on that for sure. Uh, so yeah, that was the game inside. Okay, so moving on to Batman of the Telltale series of games. What's your relationship with Batman? Well, it is a long, complicated relationship. <laughs> uh, it. I mean, Batman has always been there. Granted, Superman. I, I know nerds. Whatever. Uh, hear me out. So Superman is my number one, but I was a DC kid growing up. Uh, it was Those were the first comics that I got from my dad. They were the first comics, comic shows that I remember watching on TV, so they were always there. So Batman, from a very early age, yeah, that, that, that was it. So even, I mean, because when we grew up, we grew up with arguably the greatest representation of Batman in the animated series. Uh-huh. Batman the animated series is... Like, the top of the top for shows of that kind. Yeah. I mean, it won, or I think it was nominated for an Emmy or, like, an Eisner Award. Like, it, mm-hmm. this was an award-winning show, and it was a cartoon. Yeah. Did I tell you that in the past few weeks I watched Batman the 66 to 68 series? I mean, I watched, I watched season three, actually. Okay. I happened to see it at the library. I was like, you know what? I've never seen 60s Batman. Oh, really? I mean, maybe when I was a kid yeah, I caught yeah. some, but I never sat down as an adult mm-hmm. and said... You know, what's going on here? Yeah, it does a rough um, watch. Yeah, there's definitely some sexist things <laughs> oh, going yeah. on and some racist things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, by the way, Adam West. Yep. 
uh, the most effeminate Batman I've ever seen. He does yeah. this weird thing where he shifts the weight on his hip to one side, and he sort of plays with his hands in front of himself. And his, saying, his satin gloved hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not the Batman I know. No. Okay, so. Which is why in 1989, or in 1988, when they started the press tour and everything for Batman, the Tim Burton Batman, everybody was like, Whoa! Uh, like, we've never seen this before because Frank Miller's Dark Knight had come out a couple of years. It's so like they were. This is the first Batman that people were like, "Okay, this is starting to look like the Batman in the comics of those times." Right? Okay. Because that 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 TV show that that killed Batman mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that in your mind, the '90s Batman the animated series mm-hmm. is uh, in many ways the artistic peak. And story peak for Batman, uh, or for for outside comic media. Yes, okay. Okay. outside of comics, because again, the comic storylines were solid for a really long time. Yeah. Yes, of course they they were hot garbage in the '90s, just like everything was for a while. Uh huh. But as far as yeah, movies, TV shows, Batman the animated series, you can still watch it, and it still holds up. Yeah. The art design, I mean, Paul Dini, one of the creators of it like i mean it was tremendous absolutely the voices the voices the sound beyond mark hamill i mean kevin conroy yeah i mean i've talked about it before when i read a comic book kevin conroy's voice is batman Uh uh-huh it will always be Mm -hmm. so so the art the voices and the story was quite good absolutely how do those compare to what you played on the telltale series so this is an interesting one uh first the art design I liked the art design. Cell shading, essentially, mm-hmm. heavy black lines. Heavy black lines. Uh, I made a comparison in part one of this to kind of that Sly Cooper era of games. Uh-huh. And so I liked it. Uh, that being said, as I as I kept playing through this game, and I did play this through twice. Okay. So the first time you through. You made different choices. Yep. The Great. first time through, I played it passive. Like, I, I made sure everybody was happy. I shook the dude's hand. Like, I took the most passive route possible. The nice guy. The nice guy. Uh, just kind of see, you know, what it would be like. So that that was interesting. The second time through, I chose every aggressive uh, option that I have. Or mm-hmm. what it... They phrased it kind of interesting, where sometimes you would choose something that you thought was aggressive, but he delivered it in a different way. So that was fun. Like, yeah. It added a unique twist. Oh, you like twist. that? Okay. Yeah. Because you would choose something like... There was a, there was a press conference where... I chose an option that I thought he would kind of take the opportunity to yell at them or something. But instead, like, it was still aggressive, but it was more subdued. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. Um, yeah, that happened to me at the party where mm-hmm. uh, I had an option to... What was my clever quip coming in and greeting my guests? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, there was some comment about the wine. Oh, he says, Drink. I hope you're enjoying my wine, everybody. It cost me a fortune or something like mm-hmm. that. And I thought that was going to be a witty you know, guy, but everyone no. was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a jerk move, and I meant it to be a, a nice move. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think playing it through twice, like you recommended... Uh, was really good although it did make me realize that a lot of the there are maybe i would say five choices where you actually get the pop-up saying vicky vale will remember this yeah Uh, harvey dent will remember this Mm -hmm. other than that it kind of shows you that it does not matter like there were some extra cinematics and there were some different it still led you to the same place you know which 
is what it needs to do. Right. If there were too many branching pathways, it would just be chaos. They would yeah. have to make it so long. They would have to write so much. That, yeah. yeah. But you're right. Uh, that's true in The Walking Dead as well. Mm. There's literally five different uh, pathways you can take Jeez. where it says so-and-so will remember this. And then at the end of the episode, it tells you how many people chose yeah. that option, which is so cool. I, I liked that too. And that it did the same thing with, with the Batman game. Yeah. Um, so those were the things that I liked. I liked the art design. I liked voices. The voices were not great. And I think hmm. coming into this, I think my own Batman bias, it, had, it, it was hard. Because, to the bat bias. Right. <laughs> okay. Holy bat bias, Batman. Um, because coming into it being like, all right, Arkham Games have been the best representation of Batman that we have seen. Let me see what this is about. Oh, yeah. I forgot and about those. boy, was I disappointed when, it, when I compared it to that. Yeah. It's that a was, very different type of game, though, John. absolutely is. So that was my own thing coming into this game that it, it took me a little bit to adjust. Yeah. Well, there's definitely more story. <laughs> there's more talking. Oh, boy. Yeah, but can I just point out that in comics these days, and mm-hmm. I, I don't read a lot of comics, but every time I come over to your house and there's one laying out, you know, mm-hmm. a modern comic, or I go over to someone else's house and there's the trade comics there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read it, and there's there's not a lot of action in a lot. There's a lot of word balloons and yeah. backstories, and um, what do you call it? Character development, mm-hmm. which is important. I mean, that's yeah. part of the modern comics, apparently. But uh, if you're saying what I think you're saying, which is there was not enough action, I would say this reflects modern comics in that they're really trying to make you care about these people and make you want to want to make the right decision. Uh, yes or no. I mean, some some of the modern comics, they're focusing so much on these massive events that are crossing a dozen different comics that they have to lay that down thick. And then you get four or five issues that everything is going crazy. Mm-hmm. So I can see what you were saying. Um, and yeah, these games are about the story, not the action. Mm-hmm. To the action. This game proved that certain games should stay on mobile devices. Because as I'm playing this game, like the quick time events where it's like, you know, press left and B up and right trigger, whatever. Yeah. There was not really a context thing on the controller that you got it right. There was a little sound effect, but it was not uh-huh. really that satisfying. Whereas if you're playing this on an iPad and we're like swipe here, swipe here, swipe here. I think that would have been a much more enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But on a on a 360 or on Xbox One controller, it just felt kind of awkward. And, like, it would just, there were weird quick-time events. God of War is some of the best when it comes to quick-time events. Or real-time events. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> quick-time in the events. first half, we were like, quick-time doesn't really make a whole lot of sense right. in the modern age. But anyway. Although in Batman Arkham Origins, yeah. there's a lot of quick-time events. Okay. But anyway, so same type of thing where, yeah, I, just, I, I never really felt like the combat systems with those quick movements of the joystick or the the buttons really drew me in. Um, so that was kind of weird. But I think on a mobile device, it would be interesting. Uh, and the visuals of it, there was a lot of clipping, a um, lot of shapes kind of crossing into each other. And so it feels like a mobile game that they wanted to put on the consoles to have more appeal without really having the engine to do it. Hmm. So I could be totally mistaken. I probably am, but whatever. Well, um, the engine of the Xbox One is beefier than on a mobile device. Well, it is so beefier, but the game it? itself. Because the game uh, itself, if they built the game 
to work on different devices and then they tried to upgrade it to the mass market ones. Uh-huh. But it just, so those are little gripes. Mm-hmm. Um, Harvey Dent, I liked, I liked that portrayal, even though he was a giant rectangle, which granted was similar to Batman the Animated Series. Uh-huh. Um, Catwoman. Catwoman was They okay. had that classic scene where you're, you guys are meeting out, mm-hmm. out of costume and you know each other knows. And yeah. yeah. I was kind of like, well, we've seen that before. Do we need to see that again? And then Vicky Vale. Uh, Vicky Vale? Mm-hmm. Vicky yep. Vale's there. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was enjoyable. Um, and I, I am glad that I played it through twice, even though, again, when I played it through twice, there were not a lot of things that changed. Mm-hmm. It was only a few things. It was still A, B, C, D. You still do everything. And I only played chapter one. Mm-hmm. So maybe more of that plays into effect in the later chapters. Right. They might be setting up a lot of the story here. And yeah. Might, yeah. Well, so maybe, so that, that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, the storyline itself was pretty interesting. Did you enjoy being a detective? Because that's one of your chief complaints <laughs> is that Batman's not enough of a detective. Yeah. And in this one, it was just point and click. Like, it's still... Oh. It's well, still, what what do you want from a game? What you really want to do detective work? I well, mean, in in again, again, this is my bias. In the Arkham games, you really have to figure out. Okay, this person was shot here on this bridge. You have to go to a building like half mile away to find the next clue. Actually, uh, this one is very situational. Yeah. So when you go to a warehouse, there are only four things in that warehouse, and you just literally connect the dots. Mm-hmm. So it it was interesting, but I just I feel like they just pushed it on the bigger platforms, the bigger gaming systems without really spending too much time of how it would actually play on those. Mm-hmm. But that could just be me. Oh, well, um, that's why we're here is to get your, your thoughts on it. I mean, yeah. that's the whole thing is I'm, I'm setting it up for you to mm-hmm. say, uh, to say how you thought, what you thought about it. Yeah. So overall though, I definitely enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, it, it felt like Batman, but a different type of Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a little too pretty in the sense of it could just be the way that it was drawn. The animation, uh, there was a little bit of cognitive dissonance with the eyes of almost every character. Like almost that, what is uh, it? The the uncanny Valley uh-huh. with the women characters in particular, something about Selena, Kyle, Catwoman, Vicky Vale. Like when you're watching them, like their eyes just kind of <laughs> are moving oddly. They f- oh, okay. So they, they, they kind of, they kind of float a little bit. So, uh-huh. It was just, it was kind of weird. <laughs> um, but you liked it well enough to go and play the Game of Thrones version. I did. So. I haven't played that at all. I yeah. played Walking Dead, but not Game of Thrones. So tell me about that one. For sure. So first my rating oh, sure. for Batman yeah, the Telltale. I will say series, even though I only played episode or chapter one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was good. Uh-huh. Uh, it was definitely a good. The complaints I had with it are just because of my own bias or just... If, if I have gotten used to playing Batman a certain way for the past six years that these Arkham games have been coming out, and now I have these like context-sensitive quick-time events, it was just different. Um, but no, the game is good. The style was really unique. The storyline was interesting. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was good. The Game of Thrones, this one, because uh, when I was looking through the ones that you had on the system, and I was like, all right, the Wolf one, Walking Dead, I was like, I like Game of Thrones next to Batman as far as like which one I want to play the most. So the Game of Thrones, you play, I forget the character's name, but it is a different take. So there are, it does tie in to main characters that you see in the TV show, mm-hmm. 
but various made up characters and how they interact with kind of what is happening with the world at large. Yeah, same as same as Walking Dead. Oh, okay. So with there's with, there's a little bit of ties to the TV show. Okay. And of course the graphic novel, comic book, but uh it's its own story. Yeah. So this is its own story. This, I felt like the visual style of Game of Thrones, they nailed it. Because in this one, as opposed to doing a cell shading, heavy lines, this was almost like a a watercolor, mm. like really soft style. And it, it made sense because this is, you know, medieval times, whatever, you know, time period you want to put that in. And it kind of made sense. It it looked similar to maybe some old paintings. So right away, that visual style struck me. Mm-hmm. And it, it made sense within the world. And it's a lot different from uh, Batman. Very much so. Yeah, it's not the heavy black lines. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, they're, yeah. It is almost similar to like, well. It's, it's kind of King's Questy. Is a it? A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Or maybe like Fable or something like that. Yeah. Yes. More so like Fable. Mm-hmm. Like very soft tones. Yep. So that I thought worked really well. Uh, this one is interesting because you play, even in chapter one that I played, you play three different characters. So you get the chance to really see, and this is something that they did really well because Game of Thrones, if you ever read the books, every chapter is from a different character's point of view. Okay. So the game does that same type of thing where there's these greater events going on in this world, in the Seven Kingdoms, and you get to see it from three different angles that I'm sure start to tie in more later. Mm-hmm. So Was there action? There was action, and I actually preferred... As odd as it is, that is odd. The action in this, I think, was more successful uh-huh. than in Batman. Uh huh. Okay. Which is weird. Maybe again, because I was not expecting anything. Uh huh. Um, but the action was fun. The choices you made, they they felt different. Uh, is Littlefinger in it? Uh, no, he doesn't. He, Littlefinger, he does not teleport all over the place like he did a couple seasons ago. <laughs> he was always everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was okay. a decent little finger. Good job. Oh, thank you. Uh, okay, you can stop now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was good. I liked the storylines. Uh, the voice cast, I actually did not look this up. They, if they did not get, I could tell that they did not get everyone back of the main characters. I think, so Ramsey Bolton is in it. I think they got that same guy. And if not, kudos mm. to whoever they got because... They nail it because mm-hmm. he is a character that you just you love to hate because it just he epitomizes everything that is wrong in uh-huh. that world. Um, so he was great. The style again, it still had that uncanny valley type of thing with the eyes. Uh-huh. Something is not quite tweaked enough to to make it seem right. They just have to move a slider. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course not. But yeah. Did um, it move you? Was it, it, you this, it drug you along? Yeah. Or? This game legitimately had one of the most shocking moments in a video game oh. that I have played in a very, very long time. All right. Did like, you just play episode one? Yeah. Okay. So as I was playing it, when that thing happens, like, like I almost dropped the controller. Like my eyes got big. I was like, wow. whoa. Like, okay. That is a success. All right. In my book. So this definitely gets a good. There are some weird things in it. Like I said, the eyes look a little bit weird. Yeah. Some of the choices do not really feel as weighted. Yeah. Um, but at a different style 
And I liked that. Even like the little bar at the bottom where you have a certain amount of time to choose your answer. Mm -hmm. This one had a really cool like filigree design on the bottom that went red. Mm. So just, yeah, they, they made solid choices to make it different than their other games. So I think that's a really clever aspect because it's mm-hmm. it's like real life and it's not like those Bioware games that we talked about earlier where mm-hmm. you have forever to make your choice, yeah. you know, at, at least in the early ones. I think later on Mass Effect, they gave you like, like a time limit on those. But yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it made sense. Uh, I definitely am going to play uh-huh. the, the other chapters. How about Batman? <sighs> How about Borderlands? Borderlands, I never really got into Borderlands that much. So they say that's the best one of the bunch. Really? Of the Telltale games, yeah. So yeah, I I have no base of reference for that. Okay. As so opposed to Batman, obviously, Game of Thrones, I have read cover to cover every book. Uh, yeah, so I know both of those intrinsically. Uh-huh. Game of Thrones comparatively was a much more satisfying experience. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it gets of the rating. Yeah. Uh it gets a good hands were you, down. Were you bored at all by Batman? Yes. Uh, there were a couple times when it, the whole time you just, you know what it is leading to. And you're just like, just come on. Like, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just want things to happen. How about Game so, of Thrones? Did Game you of fall Thrones, asleep or anything? Um, there were a couple times when it was a little slow uh, because it was very, very dialogue driven. Yeah. Uh, very talky. But so is a movie. <laughs> so is a TV yeah. show. And you love those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So of those two, definitely preferred Game of Thrones. I'm way more excited to get back into that world, I think, part of it is I love the world mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones. All right. So I want to get back into that, see how they tie it in, and just, yeah, see what they do with it. So a mixed good for both of these. Yeah, so inside, got a bad. No, no, I'm saying for oh, Game uh, of Thrones and Batman. Yes. Yep. Yep. I I liked them quite a bit. I'd give, mm-hmm. uh, well, I haven't played Game of Thrones, but Batman, I would give a good... I, with so many options out there, I would play other stuff first before yeah. I go back in and play yeah, for know, sure. these other episodes. It didn't really draw me in. But again, I'm not like a big comic book, comic books guy. Uh, uh, you're so, a fool. So, <laughs> have you seen Seinfeld yet? Okay. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> we got to always come back to that. Anywho, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would give it a good as well. I mean, they did a great job with it. It's beautiful. Sounds good. Looks good. Yeah. Story is interesting. But uh, yeah, just know that you're not going to have a lot of action. <laughs> yeah. And the action that is in there, to me, was a little frustrating. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, so those those were the games that, that were mentioned on part one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reviewed them. We discussed them. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we mentioned on part one of this episode or puzzle rooms. Yeah. So give us an update on the puzzle room situation. Well, very soon I'm going to start writing reviews for roomescapeartist.com. Okay. And uh, if you live in some major cities mm-hmm. in the United States, I can recommend some. Uh, in Seattle, Locurio, that's okay. the one we played. Yep. Uh, and also uh, Puzzle Break has a new room right down right downtown in Belltown. Right. And in this, this one that uh, Puzzle Break has come up with, they have two rooms that are identical. So hmm. you can go down with a team of 10 and you Jeez. break up into two. So now it's five versus five. And hmm. uh, apparently you can see the progress of the other team Ooh. indicated somehow in your room. Yeah, yeah. So you can see if you're ahead or behind. And so that's a, an innovative take on it. I like haven't that. played it yet, but I'm looking forward to doing that one. Uh, if you live in L.A., mm-hmm. I hear that The Hex is a really good one. Okay, And in that one, you are split into... 
a role, your your designated role. Uh, Am I a level level six rogue, please? <laughs> no, no, it's a it's a horror movie themed oh. one. In L.A., apparently, there's a lot of horror movie themed rooms, and in this one, uh, apparently, you take a test at the beginning, and they decide whether you're a jock, a nerd, mm. a you know the typical like Breakfast the, Club, the, the final girl, <laughs> yeah, type exactly, thing? Yeah, okay, yeah. And then, uh, to some degree, you're split up at the beginning, and you have to come together. Hmm. Uh, so. I will be in LA later on um, about two months from now. So I'm going to try some of those. Okay. And then I was over in New York, not too, not too long ago and played one from a company called I survived the room. Mm-hmm. And it was the sanatorium was one I liked quite a bit. Mm. Had a little bit of a Batman vibe to it. You okay. and go group, on. <laughs> you and your group go to the sanatorium and you're locked into this dungeon type thing you're in two separate cells and you've got to work together you can't quite see each other you've got to Hmm. pass something from one to the next and your hosts uh are sort of joker harley quinn inspired okay and uh are they on your side are they not on your side you kind of have to work with them and figure it out uh so that's one that features actors for lack of a better word mm-hmm. that's a pretty good one ah it reminds me actually uh if you live in the portland oregon area yeah. you can go to one that's in beaverton which is just outside of portland called madame neptune's voodoo curse hmm. and uh sounds very you, dramatic yeah yeah you go to the um bayou bayou side home <laughs> of a local what, your southern <laughs> accent is amazing <laughs> Of a, of a local tarot card reader, and you get your tarot cards read, and it doesn't go well. Mm, and then shocking. you have to escape the room. Uh, but that one's really well done. Um, good puzzles, solid design. Um, but yeah, keep okay. t- stick tuned to my Twitter, and I will be releasing uh, some tweets about Excellent. when my, uh, my, my room escape artist posts come out. Sounds good. Speaking of Twitter... Where can people find you on the social media landscape to follow all of your gallivanting? You can find me on Twitter at Steve Blog. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Instagram at Stand Inside. Or you can visit my webpage, StandInsideMedia.com. Excellent. And on his website, you can find videos of Steve's travels. And not just travels. I mean, he works. Uh, I give him crap because it seems like he just travels all over the world. Uh-huh. But takes amazing videos, literally circumnavigates... The globe. Uh-huh. East, west, north, south. Galapagos is next. Ugh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, definitely check those out. Yeah. Uh, as for this podcast, you have been listening to About to Review. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at About to Review. You can stream the episodes on the website, abouttoreview.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, leave a five-star review. That would be amazing. Uh, You can listen to it on Stitcher, on Blueberry, Podbay, a bunch of different places. What if I like your podcast so much, I want to help support it? If you like the podcast so much, you want to support it, which you should, uh, you can give a dollar, you can give a few dollars to patreon.com slash about to review. And yeah, just help the show uh, come along. That would be great. Maybe we can switch from these coconut headphones we've been using and these bamboo microphones. That would be awesome, except I love the bamboo microphones. <laughs> they sound pretty silky. Which is, yeah. okay, quick Gilligan's Island rant. Oh, here okay, we go. why is it <laughs> the professor can make all of these things, there's a guest on every episode, and yet they never got off the island? 
ridiculous. It was a mm. three-hour tour. Mm. How far away? You are in ships all the time. <laughs> three hours away from the shore. Yeah, you can swim it. Ridiculous. <laughs> I call shenanigans on Gilligan's Island. So next time we do a video game episode, what mm-hmm. do you would what would you like to see, or would you like to leave it open and just whatever I choose? I like to leave it open. Okay. That way I can tear apart all of your suggestions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but do you like this length of games? You want to stick yeah. about this? I, I, okay. I like it. Uh, we can throw in, you know, uh, maybe not a, a AAA title mm-hmm. quite yet, but yeah, something. Uh, oh, yeah. That was the other thing with Batman. That clocked in also about four hours. Mm-hmm. And Inside? Inside was also like 4.15. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game of Thrones, I think like three and a half. So, yeah, all of these were were pretty quick. And again, you can, with Inside, you can, you know, if you want to speed run that for whatever reason, you could go without getting the extra nodes. Batman and Game of Thrones is very linear. Like, it, it is pretty set. No matter what choices you make. Yeah, you're going through a story. Yeah, it is, it is going to take probably about four hours, four and a half. Uh-huh. So I liked that length of game. I am open to more suggestions. I definitely am going to check out more Game of Thrones stuff. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So there we go. That was volume three of our indie game spotlight. Who made these games, by the way? Should we should we highlight who? Play uh, Dead. For Inside. And, ta- and Telltale. Oh, yeah. Telltale is the actual studio. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are still considered indie, right? I think so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Telltale has a chunk of change. But Play Dead is definitely indie. Yeah. Sweet. Well, cool. So volume three of the indie game Spotlight. I have been your host, that guy named John. And I have been the other guy, this guy named Steve. That just sounded even more complicated. (laughs) All right. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. This has been an About to Review production. Thank you to Vexing Media, who provides audio editing services. They are a graphic design, website design, and digital media company. You can find them at their website, vexingmedia.com, or on Facebook and Twitter at Vexing Media.